Welcome everyone to another episode of Slasher Scotty. I am your host Scotty McCoy and boy do I have a surprise for all of you. I have on Zoom with me right now a very good friend of mine, Nikolai Cabana and he played Anthony in Valentine Bluffs. Hey Nikolai, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. How about you? I'm doing good. I'm so glad to have you on. Uh, I know uh, we met a couple years ago now, and uh, I'm so glad that I can actually interview you this time around. Yeah, it should be a really fun interview to do. Absolutely. I'm so glad that we could set this up. I know Valentine's uh, Valentine Bluff, it's about um, it's pretty much like a fan film of uh, My Bloody Valentine, correct? Yeah, um, it takes place 40 years after the original uh, movie. Nice, nice. So before we get into Valentine Bluffs, can you let us uh, know a little bit about yourself and how you got into acting and filmmaking? Sure. So when I was, I want to say like in elementary school, um, a lot of my teachers were saying how like shy I was to my parents. Um, Now, I don't fully remember this part. This is just something that like I've always just been told. Um, But they always suggested like maybe like an acting class or something to kind of like bring me out of my shell a little bit more. Yeah. Um, So my parents took me um, to a place in Allentown, Pennsylvania, um, called Image International. And I actually took some modeling and acting classes from them. And from there, you know, I started getting booked through them um, to do print work for like JCPenney, uh, Boscov, Zany Brainy nice. toys when that was a thing. Um, and it kind of just, you know, sparked this fire, you know, to just <laughs> keep moving. Absolutely. Um, so for those that are uninvolved with Valentine Bluff, can you kind of tell us a little bit about this movie? Um, I know there's not going to be much spoilers that you want to give out, but uh, like, can you right. like kind of let us know what to expect when this, re- this uh, releases? So um, Tom prepared me um, since he is <laughs> such a good writer. Um, he wrote a little synopsis. So I'm just going to read that. Uh, Sounds good. So that way I cover my butt and uh, I Perfect. don't spoil anything. You don't want to pull a Tom uh, Holland. <laughs> yeah. I, I want my scripts other than my scenes in the future. Absolutely. Uh, so this is the synopsis to Valentine Bluffs. After the horrific events that took place in Valentine Bluffs, TJ and Sarah struggle to move on with their lives in a new town. Circumstances force TJ to move back to his hometown where he tries to start a new life. 40 years pass and the town of Valentine Bluffs has forgotten the names of Axel Palmer and Harry Warden. The next generation is getting ready to celebrate the big Valentine's Day dance. All seems well until an ominous figure wielding a pickaxe appears, leaving a trail of carnage behind. That sounds really good. I can't wait to see this when it comes out. Is there an anticipated release date for it yet? Um, so the goal, as long as everything uh, works out the way that it's supposed to, should be for Valentine's Day. Oh, that'll be perfect. Perfect timing. Yeah. Absolutely. So, um, fingers crossed. Yeah. It, uh, fingers crossed. Yes, absolutely. Because, you know, in filmmaking, anything can, there could be hiccups here and there, unexpected things that yeah. you don't expect. So fingers crossed we get this for Valentine's Day because, I mean, like with a Halloween movie, you want it to come out on Halloween and a Christmas related movie, you want it in right. December. Valentine's Day movie, you want it in Valentine's Day. So yeah. <laughs> that would be perfect. Um, so how did you happen to get involved with Valentine Bluffs? So I actually saw on Twitter um, that a company called Fright Rags, uh, who I am currently wearing, um, I'm a huge fan of what they do. um, And they are um, like all this officially licensed merchandise. 
um, mm-hmm. for all these different horror movies. And they lately they've started to expand into other things. Like they did a line not too long ago uh, called or from Back to the Future. Um, so I've been following them for a good chunk of time, and I saw that they were doing a like they sponsored um, a film called Valentine Bluffs. Okay. And I had shared the post, and a friend of mine from college, um, his name is Brandon messaged me and I he said um you know I saw that you shared the post from uh Fright Rags um about the movie and I'm actually up working on the movie mm-hmm. um and he ended up doing sound for it so I was like all right well since I'm a big fan of Fright Rags um they had done a movie uh, a few years ago at this point called Candy Corn and yeah. I was really bummed that I missed out on the opportunity to, you know, help support that movie and help that grow. Yeah. Uh, so when this one came around, I was like, well, I'm definitely um, going to be a part of this Bright Rags world this time. Yeah. So he messaged me and he sent me some details and said that there was going to be an Indiegogo page. Um, and I didn't really know too much about like what the perks or anything were going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, I knew there was going to be a perk in the movie for a cameo. And I was like, all right, well, I'm going to do my best to get that perk and, you know, be a part of this movie. Yeah. And I remember being at my apartment, I was painting the bathroom and it was getting close to time. And I was sitting there searching, trying to refresh the page, um, like really anticipating, you know, this page to pop up so I could yeah. snag this cameo. Cause I knew there was only going to be one. Yeah. Um, for this particular perk mm-hmm. so i i think i grabbed it in like the first like 13 seconds that it popped nice. up um so it was a great way to like kick off the campaign and i was yeah. super excited um and then shortly after that i got a message from tom saying um who's the director and the writer of the film that uh you know we're we're going to start planning some stuff and talking to him and uh as an actor you know i i want someone ahead of time to know how tall I am mm-hmm. um I because I didn't know what like what was going to be asked of me you know mm-hmm. getting on set so I just wanted them not to write something that like somebody that's six foot should yeah. be the role for and I'm five four yeah um, so I I just like to prepare you know people ahead of time for that yeah. um but it worked out great I play a high school student in the movie so nice. don't have to worry about being six foot for that um <laughs> Uh, but yeah, then I had my first meeting with Tom, um, in person and he told me about how that they really liked the audition that I sent in, Mm -hmm. um, and the role was going to get a bit bigger. Um, so then they added lines to it and it became a more full rounded character versus a cameo. Mm -hmm. Um, and actually during that meeting, he asked me if I was related to someone named Anthony Cabana. Um, because they had bought the perk to mm-hmm. name a character in the movie, and Anthony is actually my brother. Yeah. Um, so it's a it's a good it's like a great honor. Um, yeah. To be the character named after my brother in this. That's movie. awesome. That's that's really cool. Uh, I know I have. I just booked an interview with Penny Nichols. I don't know if you worked with her on Valentine Bluffs. Um, I, I might she, have. I think she's from the Baltimore area. Um, okay. yeah. And I, I just booked an interview with her, I believe for December, and we're going to be talking a little bit about it and everything. And I was going to ask you, like, if Tom wants to really promote Valentine bluffs, especially when it gets closer to release, um, sure. let, let him know to hit me up or give me his contact info and I'll reach out to him and we can have him on to really hype up the release of, of the film. Cause I sure. think it would be really great. I mean, this film, like I, I've been seeing it getting 
quite a bit of quite a bit of traction and i really i really think this movie is going to be really a really good fan film yeah i mean it just out of the traction that it has so far now i haven't looked at the page in a little bit but mm-hmm. like the i if i'm not mistaken the indiegogo page is still going um yeah. and last i checked it was like forty thousand plus yeah i think at it's this on point demand. that yeah yeah so i'm really excited you know to see yeah. when when it comes out you know what yeah. the fans of valentine bluffs and stuff can do with this Absolutely. I think it's going to be really great. And I think that, uh, and I don't really, I don't know Tom, but I, I, I love when a fan film is actually done by people that are actually fans of the franchise, because then they mm-hmm. give the love, the love to, that the franchise and the film would, itself would deserve. Yeah. That, it just makes it so much better. It, it really does. Um, and with Tom, especially working on this film, you know, I feel really great that he is one of the people in charge of making all yeah. this happen. Um, because there's a lot of like, without spoiling any of it, there's some really cool homages to the original nice. uh, movie in this um, that are That's pretty awesome. exciting. That's awesome. Um, so well, um, I know you were also um, in Gotham. I remember you you briefly talked about it when we were used to hang out at Yags's place. And uh, I just wanted to kind of know, uh, how did you happen to get a role in that? And what was that experience like being in that show? So what ended up happening was there was a casting call um, for just like a normal, like background type Mm -hmm. deal. Um, And they ended up meeting people for an engagement party. Um, And I believe it was for season three. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I went and I had a great time filming that scene and stuff. And, you know, as an extra on films and stuff, you can just go home and you don't really expect to hear much after that about anything. (laughs) Uh, but then like a week later, I got another message saying, um, hey, you know, we loved having you on set. Um, would you like yeah. to come back and be at the wedding um, since you were at the engagement party? And I said, yeah, sure. Like, I wouldn't mind. That'd be yeah. great. So I went back to New York. Um, we shot that. Um, and that was another day. Mm-hmm. You know, it was really great. I was like, all right, <laughs> this was awesome. Nothing's going to come from this probably afterwards and then they called me again and they're like well so you were at the uh the engagement party you were at the wedding do you want to come to his funeral and i'm like all right (laughs) let's do this so i got three chances to get to work on the gotham set um and they were all so nice that's awesome and it was great to get to work with that's awesome and you were also in army of the dead i know uh big names like batista dave batista and that were in that um So that, that's a pretty big movie to be involved in. So what was it like to be a part of that? So it was really cool um, to get to just have the honor to be on set for that. Um, not only was it the first project that I ever got to work on for Netflix, mm-hmm. uh, but it was also my first uh, Zack Snyder uh, production as well. Um, and it was, it was cool because we got to go down um, like a day or two before because they wanted us to like audition for Zach and like they taught us to do zombie walks and yeah. different things like that. Um, and then this was like the first set that they took our phones away from us. <laughs> so for, you know, the three or four days that I was on set as one of the zombies, um, cause we shot our portions anyway in Atlantic city um, at the showboat hotel. And uh, when we were filming that, it was so weird to like not have your phone for like, you know, maybe like 10, 12 hours a day. Um, And people would like randomly be messaging and I'd be like, I didn't have my phone all day. Um, Don't worry. Like 
I'm fine if I don't answer, you know, for these three days. Because uh, the schedule was like crazy. We would get yeah. there some days at like three in the morning. Um, and then some days, you know, we wouldn't leave till like six at night. Um, but we, I know that sounds like a really long day. And it, and it was at times. Yeah. But we had such a great time on there. Time mm-hmm. flew by so fast. Yeah. Um, and honestly, for me, because I'm a big fan of Zack Snyder, um, getting to see him work in person was, it was so wonderful. Um, because it wasn't one of those experiences where I got to see him sit behind a monitor and not really engage. Um, he was, he was awesome getting to like, he would like talk to the extras, um, the random crew and stuff that were just around. Um, and at one point, um, we were in doing one of the kitchen scenes where they are walking through like all the zombies before we kind of wake up. Nice. And Zach was actually one of the people moving the flashlights around behind them and creating that movement. Um, So he was in the trenches, like I I like to say, with us um, and the actors. And it it was really cool, you know, to get to see him. And and I know, like, that's a good thing about 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 a director. Like, they don't treat the extras or the crew like they're less than the main stars. That makes right. a good director. Like they, everybody yeah. is just as equal because if there isn't, if there is no extras, if there is no crew members from the gaffer to the lighting techs, you know, to like, you know, camera operators, boom, mic and all that, like there is no production. Like it's really a team right. environment. So yeah. yeah, it's good to have a director that actually acknowledges all of them exacted. Like and that, mm-hmm. that really, it makes me respect him even more. Yeah. And it funny enough, you know, you would think that because, you know, we live in this world of like, everybody's always on their phones and stuff, yeah. having your phone taken away for three to four days for yeah. that long. It's like, what do you do with yourself? You feel naked you know? without it. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. But it was also weird. Cause it's like, you had to go talk to people. You had to make yeah. friends. Yeah. Um, and I actually, the friends that I made on set, we still get together like once, you know, every couple of weeks nice. and hang out. Um, nice. we're actually going to go to sleepy hollow, uh, this weekend. So That's we're awesome. still like two, three years later at this point, you know, we're still right. all getting together and having a good time. So did they take your phones away just because they didn't want anything to leak about the film? I'm assuming that's the reason why. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was the big thing. Um, like even like when we walked outside, we had to like wear ponchos and stuff to cover okay. up like our costumes and all okay. that. Wow. Um, so it was really big, like hush hush kind of deal. Right. And I mean, this is Netflix too. So obviously like they're yeah. very, I'm assuming they're very like strict with all that stuff, which I would have. Yeah. Blamed. No, uh, I don't blame them either. Yeah. Now, did you, uh, did you work with Genevieve Rossi on that? uh what character did she play she was the the shambler zombie and she played another zombie in that because i interviewed her as well and i didn't know if you worked with her um i might have uh we didn't necessarily get to like talk to every zombie okay on set um so like i ended up getting pulled with like a certain group and we all kind of had like our own little like groupings i guess is the best way to put it um so i mostly saw them every day um so i'm not entirely sure if so it it was like this group of zombies for example would be group a and then there's another set that would be like a group b and they'd be in their own separate filming that makes sense yeah yeah so Um, because it was it was 
all more so about like how much work you had done um, in the makeup chair and stuff in the morning, which determined what like category you were in. Mm -hmm. So how long were you in the makeup chair? So I actually uh, got a little, I don't know how to put this. Uh, So originally they were like, yeah, we're going to give everybody makeup. Yeah. And we were running out of time as film tends to happen. So (laughs) they had a, um, an artist originally make these like custom fit masks for different zombies. So I ended up getting paired with one of those. Okay. Um, and as like kind of bummed that I was, cause I was like, Oh man, that was, would have been like my first experience with like this major production of makeup. Yeah. Um, it actually worked out really well that I okay. had a mask um, because like when you watch the movie, a lot of the zombies, you know, are pretty buried mm-hmm. in things that you can't really like see who is who. Yeah. But if you watch the documentary that Netflix made, they actually have a section where they talk about the masks and myself and my friend Shane um, actually are in that wearing our masks that they got on tape, like in between takes and stuff. So if it wasn't for that mask, you know, I probably right. wouldn't have been seen at all in it. So right. it's pretty cool. Awesome. So did you happen to meet Dave Batista on set at all? He was walking around. Um, I didn't personally get to meet him. A couple of uh, my friends did get to meet him and they said he was really awesome. Um, And he was getting like pictures with a bunch of zombies and stuff. So he seemed to be having a pretty good time with everybody. Yeah. And he obviously he's one of the, he's the lead. So he was probably very busy, like preparing and getting everything set up. And I can only imagine. (laughs) Um, So shifting gears, um, obviously a good friend of ours, uh, Tony Blackwell, Anthony Blackwell, he has a bunch of podcasts and you're involved with them. Um, So can Mm -hmm. you tell us a bit about the podcast that you do with him and uh, like, what, what do you do with them podcasts and what they're about? So my role, uh, cause we're going on like year four of Mm -hmm. the podcasts right now. Um, My role has like changed so (laughs) much over the years. I've been bounced around from like, doing video editing things, which I still do every now and again. Um, I've done like the spoof logos that you see for some of the shows. Um, And then I was one of the interviewers on interviews with everyday people. Um, My main show is not cool in high school, which I am still currently on. And we film every other Tuesday. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was on for a little bit of truth behind illusion Mm-hmm. Um, and I also, every now and again, you know, when we go to like particular events, like this year, Truth Behind Illusion went to the old uh, Jim Thorpe jail and I got to go and, you know, be behind the scenes and take a bunch of the photography during, uh, the podcast, which was a lot of fun. That is awesome. That's really cool. I know, uh, yeah, I remember the, uh, Tony asked me to be the first interview for interviews with everyday mm-hmm. people. And that was a lot of fun. You and him interviewed me with that. And that, that was a lot of fun. And I know he, yeah. I think he's taking a break from that currently. And I think it's going to be coming back if I'm not mistaken, pretty soon. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm pretty interviews. sure we'll see some more in 2022 yeah. of interviews. Absolutely. And just to do another plug for Tony, he also has other podcasts like Tornado Tag Podcast. So uh, definitely yeah. check that out. Um, I don't know if I'm missing one. I think I am, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. I think that's, oh, and Banging Beers. That's it, Banging Beers. I knew I was missing yeah. one. I knew yeah. I was missing one. Yeah. So definitely check Here's out uh, Tony. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say there, there's definitely a lot of yeah. podcasts. Um, and it's all under the IWEP network. Awesome. Um, and we're gaining shows 
um, like other people that want to make podcasts and stuff yeah. are, you know, joining the network as well, yeah. which is awesome. really cool to kind of see us grow. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. I mean, I remember when Tony first started it and it was just this little podcast at the time. And now mm. what, three, four years later, it's, it really, it really did grow. And I'm very proud of him yeah. and proud of you and I'm proud of Ben and everybody else that was involved with helping this, uh, this, you know, podcast grow, because it really is amazing to see it kind of grow from nothing into something huge, you know, a lot bigger yeah. than it was. It's really amazing. And he's doing it, a great job. It really job. is. Yeah. yeah. And I, and I still remember and, you know, when he sees this, he's probably going to like bust on me a little bit, but uh, it's all right. Uh, so like when we first started, I would always catch him saying um, that this is a hobby for him. And I'm like, yeah. no one that puts as much effort into this as you do really thinks that this is a hobby. So right. I, I like yelled at him and said, <laughs> no, I don't want to hear you say it's a hobby because yeah. uh, this is not what this is for you. Right. Uh, so now we, we joke about that, you know ever right. since then but i'm glad to see how much growth you know has really come from the shows absolutely and like even if he doesn't make money or a lot of money to provide a living doing this like it, it just because you don't make money doesn't mean it's, it's a hobby if you were working right. and putting work into it, it's a job <laughs> right like like everybody might think well slasher scotty he's having a great time he's interviewing these guests and celebrities and everything that's so fun that, that's a really cool hobby to have but if you see how much work and effort I got to put into the editing afterwards and the uploading and, you know, the making the posters and everything like that, it really does become a job. And I've seen what Tony right. has done for his podcast. I've been a, I've been a guest on one of his podcasts on us cool in high school. It is a job. Yeah, it, it really is a job. <laughs> it is. And he, he does an amazing job at it. He really does. Yeah. We, were, we were talking the other day about it and uh, I told him that just keep doing what you're doing because you're doing amazing. And if you enjoy yeah. doing it, then there's nothing to worry about. Who cares how much money right. you bring in? If you enjoy it, do it. Make, make, have fun doing it. Exactly. Yeah. So um, how did you get your start into becoming a horror fan? And which horror films got you your start into becoming a fan? And what's your current favorite horror film or franchise? So what kind of got me started uh, into the horror things? I kind of took like baby steps, I guess, <laughs> into it growing up. Um, so like, when I grew up, I was a big fan of like the Goosebumps TV show mm -hmm. um, that I believe it was on uh, Nickelodeon. Yeah. Um, and I was a big fan of the Abbott and Costello meets Frankenstein. Love that. <laughs> um, that movie was probably my first big influence um, to, you know, want to work mm -hmm. with horror and, you know, watch horror movies because you got what I refer to as like the big three in Universal Monsters. Yeah. Um, not only do they meet Frankenstein, they meet Dracula and the Wolfman. Mm -hmm. And even at the very end, you have the Invisible Man who makes that cameo. And it's just, <laughs> it's a really great film, um, especially as an introduction piece um, yeah. to, you know, this whole horror world. And then yeah. from there, I moved into things like Nightmare Before... Uh, I was almost about to say Nightmare Before Christmas, uh, but now uh, Nightmare on Elm Street and then into Scream. Uh, but honestly, recently, I just saw the new Halloween Kills movie mm -hmm. and I, I wasn't a huge fan of the one before that mm -hmm. came out, but I absolutely loved Halloween Kills. Um, yeah. I know I may not be in the same boat as every <laughs> Halloween fan, uh, when it comes to that, but I really did enjoy it. And I, you know, I, 
some people made the reference that it was almost like Michael Myers was like a John Wick in this movie. Yeah. Um, and I also really love the John Wick movies. So maybe that's also why like I really loved yeah. this movie because there was a bit of made it different. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Halloween Kills. It was a really good movie. I saw that opening night and it was freaking amazing. Mm-hmm. And that ending, I kind of, I had a feeling the ending was going to happen how it did um with karen you know spoiler alert karen taking her uh last breaths i guess you could say psycho style um but uh but i i had a feeling that was gonna happen i didn't have any spoilers i know a lot of people that read the script like a year ago or whatever it was Mm -hmm. um i wasn't one of them and i had a feeling karen was gonna meet her in because i had a a feeling that jamie lee curtis is gonna die in the halloween ends and alice is gonna be the one to stop michael that's just my theory um and with jamie lee curtis saying a lot of fans are gonna be angry and pissed at the ending yeah (laughs) I'm kind of not expecting for a storybook ending for G- uh, for Laurie Strode. Yeah, probably not. Um, but I'm definitely excited to see where yeah. they take this movie. Um, yeah, and if you think about it, this year we would have had Halloween ends if it wasn't for COVID-19. Because yeah, Halloween was supposed to be 2020. Yeah, but ultimately, I mean, it, it gave me a year to look forward to it, and it was a year worth it because yeah. I really enjoyed it. And, and honestly, you know, having that year of no not really having movies out in the theaters mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff it really helps you know the appreciation for when yeah. these films start to come back out like halloween kills mm-hmm. and stuff um that it's like no i have to see this movie yeah. um like when it's in theaters or on you know it's yeah. online streaming run or whatever yeah. it may be um yeah. instead of being like oh well i'll just wait you know a couple months yeah you know? i i probably spent about i think it was like a hundred dollars for tickets and food and everything for me and kyle to go and he's like mm. wait this is on peacock i'm like yeah and <laughs> you're like why are we spending a hundred dollars to go to the theaters to see this i'm like because it needs to be seen in the theaters it's not exactly. the same so i'm actually in the same boat as you like <laughs> if there's a movie that i really want to see i don't care <laughs> if i have a subscription for it you yeah. know and i can watch it for free I want to go support that theater one because it supports yeah. them. It supports mm-hmm. the film, um, and I just love being in a theater. Yeah, it's and a it also su- different experience. And it also supports the theater who didn't have support and lost a lot of money in the past yeah. year, which is yeah. um, which is really a, a big thing. And I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I could have watched it on Peacock right at midnight, but I waited till our showing of like I think it was like ten o'clock at night that night. And I was like, wanted to watch it. And it was so hard to keep myself from not watching it. But I'm like, I need to see this in the theater. I can't spoil yeah. anything. And it was so yeah. worth it. It was really good. And I really am excited about Halloween ends, especially because Halloween Kills didn't end like every other Halloween movie where you don't kind of expect a sequel. This had a freaking cliffhanger. Right. So, yeah, it's, it's something that uh, for anybody that hasn't seen Halloween Kills, definitely go see it. Um, and even Halloween Ends, when that comes out next year, you definitely want to see that as well. Um, so the last question I got for you, do you have any other film projects in the works that you would like to promote to the listening and the viewing audience? So I actually um, filmed something this week. Um, I got to go up uh, to Bartonsville, PA, and I was asked uh, a couple of weeks ago by a guy named Tyler who works up at this place called Trapdoor Escape Rooms. Mm-hmm. And they are working on a new escape room. I think they have like five or six of them nice. um, right now. 
Um, but this new one, um, it's going to be like this Alice in Wonderland where she's, it's kind of like a twisted reality type nice. thing. And they're in a mental hospital. Cool. Uh, and they were looking for actors and asked if I would come up and, you know, be a part of it. Um, and I am one of the orderlies that you nice. will see, you know, if you go and play the escape room, um, you're going to see the videos of me in that. And my twisted alter ego is one of the <laughs> cards that the uh, Queen of Hearts has in nice. her army. That's awesome. That sounds really cool. Let me know when that comes out because I would love to see that as well. And I'll obviously yeah. promote it, share it, whatever I have to do as well. But um, yeah, I thank you so much, Nikolai, for joining me. Thank you very much for having me. It was a lot of fun. It was. It really was. I really enjoyed having you. And uh, you take care. Okay, buddy? Thanks. All right. Take yep. care too. All right. Bye. Bye.